Hey, so I'm doing this episode nine of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Um, how's your week been? I'll start. I'll let's start off with. What's up with my story? Actually, my personal story of the week, because it made me laugh. I enjoyed it so much. Had a gig on Thursday. Um, it was a karaoke, um, karaoke. The one I went to two weeks ago, where I only went to support my friends who hosted it. Then I ended up mortally drunk on a Thursday. That 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 same place. I went back again because I don't learn. I don't learn my lessons, but. We had Friday off, Good Friday, had that off. So I went, I was also performing, did 15 minutes of comedy in a room full of people who weren't really listening. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Nothing nothing shows you that you've got an inflated sense of ego than your ability and will to continue talking to a room full of people that you know aren't listening. It was like, I know my shit's funny. Even if you can't hear me, I'm going to carry on. That's exactly what I did. I carried on. I plowed through and then other comedians came on after me. Did exactly the same thing. That was brilliant. One of one of the comedians uh, got heckled in a unique way. A constru- constructive heckle where someone actually walked to the front of the stage. The comedian actually offered the microphone. And let him actually give a kind of five-point breakdown of, of why the night wasn't going well. Uh, in summary, it was people there to sing, not to hear comedy. Although the comedians were very good, it just wasn't right for the night. From from the punter. From the fan. But he, the guy said that is actually a very nice guy, a very funny guy. It was a fun night. It was a fun night. And when the karaoke did begin, um, the night became, became a bit more fun. A bit more fun. Some crazy observations. There was one lady there who's, uh, she had the kind of, you know, the, the Kim Kardashian letter P kind of ass thing going on. You know, the skinny legs, but the looks like you're wearing pampers, huggies, wearing the nappies or diapers, as uh, US listeners will say. You know, the leg really doesn't match the buttocks. <laughs> They were clearly bolted on. But to add on to the bolted on buttocks, I also think there's a bit of swap and change at the front there as well. If you know what I mean. Yeah? If you get what I mean. A bit of meat removed. A bit more veg. A vagina. <laughs> I think there was a bit, a bit of transformation happened. Um, strong jawline. Very strong. Like I don't like seeing women who look like they could take a right hook. Super strong jawline. Um, and some guys there, I realise some guys are so booty focused, booty sexual. Where I was trying to make the point that I think that lady may be a trans woman. And... One guy was like, nah, nah, G, that's all woman there. Purely because she had a big ass. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not sure if he's the type of guy who would do it, find the penis and go mad and like, you know, beat the person up. Or find the penis and be like, nah, that ass, G. 
<laughs> just, just start wanking it off. Just, <laughs> just like, I'm here now. I'm here. Hey, I've mean, not changed my mind. I've committed to this. But what made me laugh is I, I was in, well, that person was in the minority. There was about three or four guys who were like that, just focused on ass. That's all they could see. Whereas other guys were like, no, I think that used to be a dude. And like my friends who female who there as well agreed. You know, but not that cared. Not that cared. But what was brilliant is uh, she actually took the microphone. You see, I said she. See, I said she. So I'm I'm proper I'm I'm with it. I'm down. I'm PC. Um I'm I'm really I'm really easy going. If someone wants to identify as something, I'll identify as that. Except if you're Rachel Dollars out. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. But transsexual, transgender, I'm with that. If you want to identify as something like that, cool. But anyway, I refer to her as she. And when she got into the microphone, what song did she sing? Hey. Okay. Exactly. You guessed it. She started singing, I'm every woman. I'm every woman. That Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston classic. And I collapsed in tears. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. I was like, brilliant. I'm not sure if she knows that everyone was suspecting that. And she did like a last minute song change. I thought, brilliant. That's how you read the room. Yeah, like me as a comedian, I could learn from that. Read the room and start singing that song. Oh, it was brilliant. I'm every woman. And then someone else in her crew who was a bit smaller than her. Because this woman, she had the, like I said, she had the, the, the Kim Kardashian card, letter P, skinny legs, big ass, And she looked like she had about size 11 feet. Hands were big, very big hands and stuff. But um, she had another friend with her who was smaller, but uh, not, this one, I, yeah, I think was in the same category. And what made me laugh is, I didn't catch the first one's name, but I caught this one's name. And her name, she could sing as well. They they both could sing, but uh, this one, her name was Mandy. <laughs> I was like, ah, stop it. This whole group are taking the piss now. They're fully taking the piss. They're mocking everyone here. Oh, brilliant. Uh, her name was Mandy. Man, D. <laughs> oh, I was like, fantastic. I was like, I'm getting drunk now. Uh, this is this is too much for me. And then um, what else happened? There was a oh, there's a lady there, and um, it this was hilarious. If you if you don't know, when you go to like a, when you go to like a majority black rave, or a venue or gig, urban, whatever you want to call it, right? There's always, at these gigs, at these kind of events, there's always um, a white lady there who is actually fantastic looking. But just because politically, in the black community, we know, being a black man chasing a white woman when there's black women there, can get yourself, you know, can get can get hot. It get political. Like if you come with a white girlfriend to these events, then you know, black people don't tend to care. No one's looking. Now you get to have a look, but it's like ah, that's his girlfriend, whatever. We don't know them. 
But if you come as a single black guy, same as a single black woman, and you go for someone who's not black at an event, oh, oh, jeez. Like, if you care about what other people think, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. But there was this, there was this one... Uh, there was this white lady there. She was a dancer from the club next door. Uh, very fun to speak to. It's a Spanish lady. And she had a tattoo. Well, she had a tattoo on her arm. Uh, part done, she was doing the seven deadly sins, each represented by an animal. Right? And she had, like, um, she had, like, a, a wolf for greed, um, a snake for envy, and she had another animal as well for one of the other sins. So I think, I think it's like a lion or like a tiger for wrath. Right, that's what she had on her arm. And so she was described, like, oh, so we're going to get for your other sins and stuff. And she described all the other animals. Now, what animal do you think she got for the sin sloth? What animal do you think she's going to get for the sin sloth? Give you a second to think about that. Sloth. The sin, sloth. Which animal will she get? Do you know what animal this woman told me she's getting for sloth? Koala. What? How are you getting a koala? There's an animal called sloth. <laughs> How? That's a no-brainer. Why are you not getting a sloth on you? She's like, no, because koalas are lazier. Like, they, I don't care. It that like it makes sense, but it makes no sense. You've literally got she's gone for the factually lazier animal. Fine, I respect that. Part of me likes that as a pedantic person, as an antagonistic person. I like it. It's almost comedic genius, <laughs> but sloth. It just seems like the obvious choice. And me and my friend literally wouldn't leave her alone at the bar. Um, because we were trying to convince her what to do with her body. <laughs> now, if that isn't if that isn't misogyny, I don't know what is. There's two guys telling a woman what to do with her body. <laughs> like it's her choice. It's her artistic direction. But we were like, no, no, you're wrong. Your tattoo is wrong. <laughs> Change it. Change your plans. But um. Hey, what else happened this week, man? Uh, obviously, the guy on United Airlines, the doctor. Oh, man, the doctor's getting dragged off the plane. If you haven't seen this, again, you've either lived under a rock or you have a life. And you just have other things going on. you just got other real shit going on in your life. But, hey, I'll tell you about it. I, I couldn't help but follow this story. I found it hilarious. And it's a bit crazy. Like, so from what I know, it, airplanes always oversubscribe flights because it's the way they're keeping the cost down. People don't turn up, the seats already taken, and and that's it. But then they oversubscribe their flight. Four people needed to come off, so they asked for volunteers. Nobody, nobody volunteered. So then they did it at random. Um, three people, four people picked at random. Three of them came off, got their compensation of eight hundred dollars or thousand dollars but then the doctor who we all saw refused even though he was chosen at random uh, his reasoning was he had patients to get back to um so, so fair enough that's that's commendable 
Like me, it would be very different. Uh, if someone offered me that money, uh, I would have simply just gone, yeah. I'm like, fuck the patients. <laughs> Give me the cash. Forget them. Forget the patients. But um, that's 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 just me. That's why I'm not a doctor. The conversation's gone very differently. Just like, ah, oh, Mr. Johnson. Yes, that, that kidney operation you needed. Yeah, I said you needed that today. No, that's going to have to wait till tomorrow. But you said, Dr. Griff, that I would die if I didn't have it today. Yes, I did say that. But, um, you know, um, fuck your kidneys. I just hang up. Boom! <laughs> I got $1,000. That's what we've done. But he refused to come off. Then he got dragged off the plane, smashed his mouth. Apparently he lost two front teeth, broke his nose. Um... And then was dragged off the plane, but then appeared back on and just kind of repeating incessantly, just kill me, just kill me. Just that, that was more disturbing. That, that would have made me feel uncomfortable as a passenger, having someone on the plane with, you know, a bloody mouth, just shouting, just kill me. You know, looking like a vampire, just feasted. Like, yeah, um, maybe I've watched too much sci-fi stuff, you know. I think he's a vampire that's come on the plane who's not happy with being a vampire but can't help feeding. So now he's going to bite someone else. <laughs> that's how my brain works when I see certain images. But I was thinking, why? Well, granted, you have, you have patience. But then, um, I, I just wouldn't... I just wouldn't be... I'm sure there's other doctors you can you cover, cover your shift, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And um, what made me laugh was everyone's outrage on the plane. Like, why are you doing that to him? That's disgusting. There's this stop hat. Stop hat. Why are you doing that to him? It's because none of you offered your seat up. That's why. That's why it's him. I love that. It's just a stop hat. Stop hat. And just like, well, if it's that bad, why don't you offer your seat? That you can you can literally and directly affect this situation while offering your seat to come off the plane. Oh no, don't stop that. Get him off. <laughs> no, I need to go home. Forget him. And then obviously the smear campaign came out talking about his um him being struck off. He doesn't actually have a doctor's license. He doesn't have a medical license anymore. I think he gave it up when he was under investigation for selling prescription drugs to patients and then having gay sex. Gay sex. Not just any sex, but gay sex with a man. Gay. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't get why that's always a scandal. Like the person's sexuality. Like if Elton John has been cheated on David Furnish with women, would they start going, Dave, uh, Elton John has been having an affair, having straight sex, sex with women. <laughs> it's like, it shows you how homophobic the media still is. It still is that being gay is the scandal as well. None of that is a doctor selling drugs, right? Or doctors sell drugs, Having an affair on his wife. And that's, I don't even care he's cheating on his wife. That's got nothing to do with his doctor skills. Right? And so I especially don't care who he's cheating with. Right? 
all right, unless they're kids, unless they're kids, then then I cared. I'm like, oh, all right, that's yeah, that's disgusting. But other than kids, boy or animals, having sex with another human being, um, that's that's not really part of the story, and it doesn't justify smashing his teeth out. I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, what what could have been happening on that plane? Maybe he was sat next to someone on the plane. They asked what he did. He said he works in a medical centre. She said, oh, so you're a doctor? And he's like, uh, no, not quite. But she, but she's like a smoking nine out of ten. And she's like, oh, I freaking love doctors. And he's like, really? She's like, yeah. Like, I would totally blow you right now because you're a doctor. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm a doctor then. And then when they came out going, um... This is your pilot speaking. Ah, we've oversubscribed the flight. Ah, we're gonna need uh, some volunteers to ah, disembark the aircraft. Ah, we'll offer you a thousand dollars each. Ah. And no one volunteered. And there's okay, we'll pick you at random. It's like ah, seat number ah, row. Uh, 16 uh, seat C uh. and he's just like oh shit that's me that's me but um, I really want that thousand dollars because you know I've got drugs to sell um, <laughs> but I can't because this smoker this smoker 9 out of 10 is going to blow me because I'm a doctor you know then they come out and be like oh sir you need to, you need to vacate your seat you need to vacate your seat sir and he's like, um, um, and then she's all hot, like, um, excuse me, he's a doctor, and he is not coming off this plane. Tell them, tell them you're a doctor. You told me you're a doctor, didn't you? Remember, I'm going to blow you because you're a doctor. And he's like, yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> you know, he's just too far in the lie. He's too far in the lie. And then that's when it's like, get off the plane. Just smashed his face on the plane. But... Hey, it was, we'll see where that goes. We'll see where it goes, how much compensation he'll get. Hopefully he sues them for loads, gets loads of compensation. And, you know, and then the airlines will just react by increasing flight tickets because that's what they do. They're a big corporation just trying to make more money. So we'll be punished in the end for them beating up one of their passengers. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. But um, what, what else has happened? One of crazy... Celeb news. Uh, Janet Jackson's divorce. Eh? So that prenup. Half a billion dollars if she stays with the guy for five years. When does she want to separate? Five years or two months. Ka-chang-chang! Chang. <laughs> Chang-a-chang-chang! Getting that money. Do you know what? I'm not upset at anyone who enacts the clauses within their prenup. Like, if you get a prenup, then let it be known that, hey, if I abide by the rules, then I'm getting my money. Why would you offer someone half a billion dollars to stay with you for five years? Like, what, why, why is that a criteria? Like, how rich are you? That that's the number you just throw out there. Look, five years with me, I understand I'm a bit of a dick. So how about this? If you stay with me for five years, I'll give you half a billion dollars. He's like, dude, I'd marry a guy for five years for half a billion dollars. 
Oh, oh, would. I would. I mean, that's many days for me to make up excuses to not have sex. I, I've got a headache again. Uh, yeah, yeah, again. No, I'm on my period. <laughs> but yeah, I'm staying with you for five years. I'm getting my half a billion dollars. I'm getting it. But I don't. I don't begrudge her. I don't. I don't no. Why do you offer that to someone? That that is nuts. That's absolutely nuts. What do you think he it shoot you get taken for more? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's got that much money for I'll get taken for more if I don't get her to sign his prenup. So hey, you have half a billion instead. Shit, five hundred million dollars. That's unreal. But hey, fair play to him. Then you got um Gordon Ramsay saying that he's not giving his kids any inheritance. I'm not sure what he's going to do with the money instead. Maybe it's... Ch- I assume it's charity. But um, he said he'll give them deposits for their houses. So, so he's not going to buy the full house. You just get a deposit. And I hear that... Uh, linking back to the plane, that when he, him, he and his wife and, and family fly, he and his wife fly first class while the kids are uh, economy and stuff. And his he, he's reason was... Um, imagine in Gordon Ramsay style was... I work my fucking ass off to get this fucking money and these bastards are not sitting with me. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's like with his kids. I don't reckon that's a persona. He talks to everyone like that. When you watch his kitchen nightmares, that shit is hilarious. Just like, where's the ice cream? They're like, um, uh, I, I don't know, Chef Ramsay. Why is it not... In the fucking freezer. <laughs> What's this? What's this? It's like that. that those. That's 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 the chicken, Chef Chef Ramsay. That's the chicken. It's fucking three weeks old. <laughs> three weeks old dates. It just. It's so much rage. Like to stay at that rage level at all times. Uh, my mom says she wouldn't eat at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, ignoring the amount of Michelin stars he has. Because him have a dotty malt. <laughs> she doesn't want to be, doesn't want her food cooked by someone who has such a dotty malt. That's. <laughs> also, you have heard my mum talk on the previous podcast. Um, like most people who are bored somewhere else, or, you, or wherever you're from, actually, when you get in your emotions, your accent comes out. So a lot of people say to me that I don't really sound like I'm from Essex when I talk. Get a few beers in me, and I do. Get me angry, and I do. But talking now, I'm fine. I don't sound like from Essex, but get me angry, and I will. And so with my mum. She, she's just like, no, can't watch him. Can't stand him. And then, and then um, and <laughs> what else happened Gordon Ramsay? Something else. I think his like, father-in-law hacked his computer. Yeah, that's it. His father-in-law hacked his computer because he thought that Gordon Ramsay had evidence of the affair he was having. Like, <laughs> mate, just, just ask. Like, you make yourself seem super guilty there. Like, you can't even deny the affair now because you've tried to hack his computer looking for evidence of the affair. That, that is beyond awkward and reprehensible. Well, no, um, that's, that's, I guess that's stuff that's happened the week that's really caught my attention. Um... 
football. Spurs are carrying on winning, just smashing teams aside just to stay second. But we need Man United to win today. Like Pogba, Ibra, you guys got to turn up. Like, God, at least hold them to a draw. Don't be shit. Like, don't get sent off. No, don't get any players to get sent off. Nothing like that. Don't concede two goals in the first ten minutes. Like, just, oh, just, just turn up and win. United, like that's what's need to do. Leicester, Atletico Madrid. They've got um, after in the week in Champions League. Leicester, the last English hope in the Champions League. Everyone's second favorite team. Still showing that even how nice your team is, your fans can still be a bunch of assholes. <laughs> But hey, I don't want to demonise the fans. I'm not sure it's just the fans. The Spanish police, they clashed. As you see, whenever a group of English fans go abroad, always clash with police at, at some point. Um, but yeah, singing about Gibraltar. I, I'm, I'm ignorant of this Spanish-English war that happened years ago where they had a treaty and they agreed that Gibraltar was part of Britain. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's very far away from Britain. And from what I know... Uh, the only thing there is a massive rock and gambling companies. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what is in Gibraltar. But, uh, who knows. But, while one other story, just to see. Just before I came onto the podcast, read this story in the Evening Standard that these two people were trying uh, for a baby, were using IVF, um, and they're having difficulties, obviously having kids, hence using IVF, only to have their DNA sampled to find not only were they related, no, not only were they siblings, no, they're twins. Oh God! <laughs> Shit! Twins, twin brother and sister. They met at college, university. And um, they bonded over the fact that both both their parents had died in car crashes, that they were born on the same day. But they were adopted um, by different families and both families were not notified that the child they adopted was a twin. Now, I, I mean, that's information. That's pertinent information. I don't know why that... That's not. I thought you. I thought you was told when you adopt. Like if when you're adopted, or when you're adopting, you're told that your child has brothers and sisters, all about the family and stuff. And then it's up to you to tell the child when you want to tell them, or if the child asks. But like twin, like you shared a womb. You're half the same. Oh no, no, they're not. They're not because they're dizygotic. Yes, two different zygotes. Dizygotic. Yes. So they didn't share the same egg and sperm connection. But, hey, they did share the womb. I mean, that's that's pretty major. Right? Well, in my book it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they bonded. So they met at college, bonded over their shared history. And imagine if you if you don't think you're related. Because you're not, it's not going to cross your mind that you're related. But if, you're, but if I was adopted... Now, it's just too crazy to think. And then people kept saying they looked alike as well. Um, but man, that's... Oh. Oh, that's... 
and feel sorry for them. Apparently, they're not going to be prosecuted due to the circumstances. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like, I think they've served their sentence of banging each other <laughs> for the past however long they've been doing it for. To the point that they're married and trying to have kids. That was their sentence. Um, they should get compensation. They should, like, sue. I, I'm not I'm not a part of the suing culture, but I, I need some kind of recompense. You, you can't have me banging my twin sister, like, because you didn't give my adoptive parents the information. I'm pretty sure they would be... Yeah, if they were told about the car crash and stuff, they would have been told about their twin, if they knew. So, ah, it's, it's tragic. Absolutely tragic. Um... But yeah, there's. But hey, they say opposites attract, but they they're pretty similar. So, ah, <laughs> uh, laughing at others' misfortunes, fun types. But yeah, I think that's it from the podcast. Um, this this week, I wasn't talking about North Korea being that super secretive country that I seem to know everything about. You know, we're not allowed to know what's going on in North Korea, but yet we get to see live coverage from a military parade. <laughs> like, what the fuck's that about? But, hey, let's do uh, the top cities. Top city listeners um, this week. Okay. Here it goes. So, joint fourth is Southampton, Islington, Manchester and Ilford, all in the United Kingdom. Joint fourth. Third, Los Angeles, California. So, who's in second? Who's in first? Second, Harrow, United Kingdom. Say what? And the leading city this week is Melbourne, Australia. Again. Say what now? Where's Boyden? Where's Chicago? They've got arrogant. They've fallen off. <laughs> They've fallen off. They've fallen off. But the overall ranking still is... Um, so in fifth is Ashburn, Virginia. Fourth, San Francisco, California. Third, London, United Kingdom. Second, Chicago, Illinois. And number one, still Boyden, Virginia. So um, just on the outside there, you've got Southampton and West Ham and New Southgate kind of creeping up behind. But hey... Those are the stats. That was the podcast. I've been Griff. You've been you. Um, yeah, share, subscribe, comment on SoundCloud. I'm working this week to try and get this available on iTunes going forward. But um, yeah, share, subscribe, comment. And that's it. Cheers.